I always used to say, if I can't break through the wall the first time, just give me a thicker helmet, more rocket fuel, and I'll get through it the next time. You know, I'll just keep piling it on and I'll just keep charging against that wall until I break through. And ultimately, you know what? Through a lot of perseverance and hard work, I could achieve that and do that most of the time, but I was a mess. Welcome to the Outperform Podcast. My name is Scott Welly. I'm an author, speaker, and the founder of Outperform the Norm, a global movement that helps people achieve peak performance in their personal and professional lives. I've spent my life working with top performers in business as well as athletics, and each week it's my aim and mission to bring you an inspiring person to share their personal stories and insights, or perhaps it'll be a personal message from me, but with one very simple goal in mind, to help you outperform. Your time is precious, and I want to thank you for spending it with me here today. But just one small ask before we get started. If you find value from this podcast, the greatest way that you could possibly thank me would be to head on over to iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform happens to be and give it a five-star review. Also share it with somebody that you know that you would like to help outperform so we can all grow this movement together and strive to make the world a healthier, happier, higher performing place. Once again, thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. Bob, welcome to the Outperform Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Scott. So good to see you. Great to see you as well. And I'm super excited for this interview. First off, as I always ask people, how do you define outperforming in your life? And what does it mean to you to outperform? So, as you know, I run a faith-based ministry called Ambassadors for Business. So, you know, everything to me really does come back to, you know, God and and what he meant us to do and and intended for us to do. Uh, So, I I really think about outperforming as God created us in his image. Thereby, we're meant to create more than we consume. So, it's it's literally creating more than we consume uh, is kind of outperforming, right? I mean, more than what we need. And then what do we do with that once we get there uh, where, we're, where we're actually generating more than we need? Do we hoard it or do we, you know, pass it on to others, right? Uh, so being a type A kind of guy, you know, I always look at, you know, how am I impacting the lives of others? Where am I going with um, the gifts that I've been given, right? Uh, so I don't know if that answered your question, but that, that's, that's really the, the direction or path that I try to take. Hey, there is no right and wrong answer. We all, we all define outperforming differently. And kind of based on what you just said, I mean, I sometimes say what we've been given, uh, you know, our genes, our, our talents, you know, different things like that are a gift from God. And what we do with it is a gift to God. Is that in effect what you're talking about with being able to, what did, what did you say, give more than you consume or what was the line right. there? Creating, creating more than we consume. So, I okay. mean, if we're outperforming, we're, we should be generating some results if we're outperforming mm-hmm. in whatever area it is that we're, we're targeting. Whether, you know, is it financial uh, fruit? Is it uh, relational fruit? Uh, is it spiritual fruit? You know, the body, mind, spirit type of thing. And then when we're receiving those things, we hoard them for ourselves or do we, we release them into the world, so to speak, uh, uh, so that it, it can be multiplied. And that I think by doing that, by releasing it out, it allows us to then, you know, be refilled and, and continue to 
outperform, create more, and we're given more, and we grow, right? So I don't know if that's uh, what you were looking for from a from an answer, but you know, I I think it's a really important concept uh, to embrace uh, is is that we're not just here to do it for for us. It starts with us. We have to love you know ourselves. You know, love God, love others like you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people forget that love themselves part. We got to work on that, right? Yeah. We got to work on ourselves and how. How can we become that best version of ourselves that we were created to be? Yeah. So uh, before I probe a couple of those uh, comments just a little bit more, why don't you tell people just a little bit more about what it is that you're up to now with AFB and with everything else and how, how this kind of plays out into your professional life as far as what you're doing? Sure. So uh, I spent most of my life, uh, I, I like to call it miserably saved. You know, I was one of those people... When they say, you know, are you Christian? I'd be, yeah, but you don't really look at the way I'm living my life, right? Um, I had struggled with alcohol. Uh, I definitely had bought into the American dream of, you know, uh, I, I had to have the biggest, the brightest, the best. Uh, I, I was worth millions several different times in my life, only to lose it because of a problem with alcohol. Uh, it was, was probably my biggest battle uh, that I had in my life. Uh, and... You know, so as these meteoric rises to success, followed by these big flame outs and crashes back to earth, right? Uh, so uh, as I really started to engage in my faith and, and, and find my path and, and understood my purpose in life, uh, which, by the way, was just to use my God-given gifts and talents and my life experiences to pour into others so they could know what is possible in and through him. That became my life purpose. Right, that became my purpose statement, and through that, as I began to, you know, I wrote that out and and spoke that out, and uh, it, it manifested into what we have now with Ambassadors for Business, which is a marketplace ministry that encourages people to walk boldly in faith while we connect to do business together, right? Mm-hmm. And that walk boldly in faith doesn't mean we're running around hitting people over the head with the Bible. But don't don't get me wrong; it's about just living our lives the way that. We were called to live them, becoming that best versions of ourselves that we were meant to be, right? So that we exude that fruit of the Spirit, the peace, the love, the joy, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, and self-control that comes from that, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're walking that way, we naturally become more attractive to those around us, and they start to take notice of that and want a little piece of that. And that's when we have an opportunity to be witness. It's not about going in and trying to change people like that, you know, beat them over the head. No, it's, it's you know, you talk about a lot, gratitude, kindness, you know, doing uh, unto others as you would have done unto yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one of the purposes of the Outperform podcast is that, I mean, I really truly do believe that we learn more from our struggles than we do from our successes. Or sometimes what I say is there is no failure. There's only feedback. And since you brought it up before with some of your struggles with alcohol and whatnot, and it sounded like you were very, at least financially successful a number of times. Can you maybe take me back to the last time that something like that happened where maybe you were at that great financial place and then alcohol got in the way. Where were you in your life? How long ago was that? And how did you kind of start the journey and the evolution to be able to get to where you are right now? Well, like I said, there were a number of uh, situations uh, in my past and 
I could go all the way back into uh, my first uh, professional uh, success, which was with a big national payroll service company where at 27, well, 24 years old, I was a, a sales manager, a district sales manager traveling Minneapolis, Indianapolis, and Milwaukee and managing a bunch of people. And I was the number one uh, district sales manager in the country for like two and a half years running. But, you know, I, I had a big chip on my shoulder, uh, plus this alcohol problem, and they just couldn't manage it, you know. So here's this guy that's, you know, 150 plus percent of quota, you know, month after month after month. Uh, but, you know, the rest of the country is looking to him and he's, he's an idiot, right? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I didn't, I thought it was untouchable based on a lot of the books that I read. I thought I could get away with just about anything. It was about me. You know, I knew it all, right? Um, I mean, it, I, I look back at that and I just go, man, I was get gifted with so much and I just, I wasn't a good steward of that. Uh, I did learn from those mistakes. Uh, the next time it took me a little longer to mess things up, but I found a way. And then a third time and a fourth time, right? And the last time it came up, Scott, uh, really was, uh, uh, it would have been, what now, seven and a half years ago, uh, I went through uh, about a six-week period where in that six weeks, three times I went off the deep end pretty bad on a Friday or Saturday night. And, you know, when I say I went off the deep end, I don't remember coming home. Uh, you know, I, I drove. Huh. I mean, did I kill anybody? You know, I mean, it's stuff like that that I just, I look back and I go, first off, Praise God for the guardian angels that got me home without hurting anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but my, my wife would always make my, my life pretty miserable after that, those days. And the, the, the third time I had done it, I, there was really no pushback. And, you know, I know one of the things you talk about is good habits. One of the good habits I had, uh, a routine, was I read the word, the Bible, every morning. And had quiet time every morning. It was through this process. I mean, uh, for me, of like a sanctification process, I had started it 10 years before this, right? So here I am 10 years later, reading the Bible through every single year. So I've been made 10 trips through the Word of God at this point, right? Mm -hmm. And that yet this is what I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know, treating myself like this. And I just remember uh, reading the Word, and I had a thought go through my mind wow, Barb didn't get on my case yesterday. Maybe I finally have her broken in and I can do this anytime I want. And it was like the spirit rose up inside of me and just said, no. And I, I literally broke. I mean, I, from the inside out, I just broke. And I looked up to God and I just said, Lord, please take this from me. I had tried so many different times and so many different ways to get that done on my own back. But this was the first time in my life. I truly, I, I meant it. I gave, and I just said, please take it. And Scott, I'm telling you, I knew right then and there, I was different. I was changed and tears start flowing down my cheeks. And I just, I, <laughs> it was this completely broken spot. And not five seconds later, Barb came walking down the stairs uh, and uh, I've got a whole story around that. I want to take up too much time on it, but she, she basically just said, so how are you doing? And I said, I'm done. She says, done with what? Drinking. Huh. 
for how long? I'm just done. She said, okay, I'll give you another chance, but I'm not going to trust you for a long time. I said, I deserve that. And thank you. And I love you. And I'll just fast forward this. I mean, all the things happened with the ministry, this, that, and everything else. And five years later, I mean, literally five years later, uh, uh, we're in the car uh, doing our shopping on a Saturday. And I had to put gas in the car. And I got back in. She said, Bob, can I tell you something? And I said, you know, like every, every husband, when their wife says something like that, you kind of go, oh. <laughs> um, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sure. Yeah. She said yesterday I was out driving around and they were talking about what you would do to keep another person in your life. And there were some great stories and I just got to thinking about that. She said, Bob, I got to tell you, I would die to keep you in my life. And I'm like, wow, babe. And she goes, I don't think you know this, but five years ago when you told me that you were going to quit drinking. I was coming downstairs to tell you I was leaving you. And I was so serious about it that I had been stashing money away in a separate account that you don't even know about to this day. And I know how hard it's been to get this ministry off the ground. I want to put that money back in our account because, Bob, I trust you. Like, okay. (laughs) So, I mean, that's the power of, you know, that, I mean, to me, the faith component in our lives, right? That's what I wanted to bring to the marketplace for people mm-hmm. to, to help them understand that, hey, there's more to it than just the financial side or the physical side. There's a spiritual side we need to be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And if I'm only, you know, I'm going to speak to anybody of any faith, whatever it might be, okay? If you truly believe in that, in that there's a higher power, a God, whatever it might be, okay? If you truly believe that's true, right? Then we're spiritual beings having a human experience, not human beings seeking a spiritual experience. So what's, what's more important? What should we be, you know, where should we be spending our time? What should we be doing? Now, from the Christian perspective, it's love God, love others as you love yourself, right? So... You know, you might have a wife, you might have a significant other, kids, whatever. I, I, I ask people, do you, do you tell them you love them? Do you show them you love them? And most of us, right, when we go to that, we think, yeah, but I could probably do a better job of it. But then I ask you this question. Do you tell your God you love him as much as you love your kids or your wife? And isn't that the first part of the commandment? Right. So keeping first things first is really what it comes down to and making sure we have that eternal perspective. Wow. Well, first off, <laughs> let me, I mean, I, it's, it's almost like I don't even know where to go with that, but let me just say, first off, uh, thank you for your vulnerability and, and transparency and sharing that story. I've, <clears throat> I've known you for some time and I've heard you tell different versions of the story, but I don't think I've ever heard you tell it like that. So um, thanks for just saying that. And it hits home on so many levels because I, I have a long history of alcoholism in my family. Um, I'm both my, my mother's and my, my father's side. So I, I can relate to it just on, on a number of levels. And I guess my follow-up question to that would be, 
you know, for somebody out there, it doesn't have to be alcohol, but for somebody out there that maybe isn't giving themselves that, that self love and is maybe, maybe saying they're a Christian, but not maybe committing to the actions of, of what that actually looks like. What do you think the first step is for someone like that? If, if they would kind of like to go to the next level or, or what would you say to somebody if they're struggling with something big or small? Yeah, I think, you know, first off, just about every successful program that's out there seeks out that higher power to, to, to rest that on, right? Uh, you know, you look at uh, AA and NA and, you know, a lot of those types of things. So if you're struggling with something along those lines, I, I certainly think, you know, finding that centered, you know, that higher power for me, you know, in, in, in our faith, you know, it, it was uh, God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit you know, uh, acting in my life. Um, uh, so I, I think just to pay attention to, to that aspect of it, if you, if you don't have that piece uh, of, of the rock in your faith, so to speak, um, I, I probably can't give advice there because that's where my saving grace was, right. Um, where I found it. Um, I, I think trying to put it on your own back, we, we have limited capacity, right. Um, so I, here would be my encouragement. This is a word I've been been working on for a while. And another one of our speakers um, uh, really gave me the, the initiative on this. Uh, so I kind of stole the first part of this from her um, is uh, balance is seeking balance in life is, is a never ending struggle, right? Because our tendency in this world is to compartmentalize everything. Think about the old, uh, yeah, the, the game that you used to go around and get the pieces for answering the questions, uh, uh, right? I can't, mm-hmm. Trivial Pursuit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so think about a, a pie piece like that and then put compartments. It doesn't matter what they are in your life. It could be, you know, relational. Uh, it could be um, your, your career. Uh, it could be physical. It could be spiritual, whatever. You, you know, many times there's compartments within the compartments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the, the uh, training that I see focuses on, okay, now color in those compartments to the level that you're satisfied. And then, okay, now where does our eye go? Our eye goes to the white space around the outside of that, and we got to fix it, right? Yep, fix so, the gap. Yeah, so I got to fix it. So I'm, gonna, I, I'm not happy with my physical self, so I'm going to spend more time working out, not my nutrition and those types of things, right? Well, that's time which now is being taken because we have the same 24 hours every day from some of these other areas that we were probably pretty satisfied in. Right. And it naturally, as we fill up this space, we're naturally diminishing some of these others. It's just kind of the human condition. And what ends up happening is we're chasing around the outside of this wheel, trying to fix our white space. And God has a different plan for us. He says, look at that little pinpoint that's right in the middle of it all. And that's me. Start focusing there and on that intimate relationship with me. And as you build that relationship, it starts to grow and I will naturally fill your life, right? It'll be naturally filled from the inside out. And, and that's where I think we, we can really start to understand as type A's and the striving to abide, you know, striving, sorry, striving type people that we are, because we see something, we want it, we strive for it, right? If we start to get centered, versus balance, seeking balance, seeking that center, uh, I think we, we start to find the peace, the rest, the joy, you know, all those things that come with 
that intimate relationship with, and I'll just use the word higher power at this point because of your audience, right? Uh, but in our world, it would be that, high, that, that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ that brings the Holy Spirit and our relationship with God into focus. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I love to ask successful people about is just their habits and routines and the things that they swear by for success. And you obviously must have had, I mean, even dating back to, I think when you said you were 24 years old and you were uh, the sales manager and you were hitting 150% of quota, you're, you've obviously been doing something right in some way, shape or form from a habit and, and a routine perspective to be able to make that happen. But as far as you outperforming in your life right now, and you can either look at this from a faith-based perspective or you can go a totally different direction. But what are the things, the habits, routines, the patterns, the disciplines that you do more or less every single day now that you think have been very instrumental to your success? So, you know, I, I'll go back to something that my dad always preached to me, which was body, mind, spirit, body, mind, spirit. You got to be paying attention to all three, right? And I tended not to really pay attention to my dad because he was my dad. You know, I knew better, right? And now I know he's very, very wise. Now his counsel that he was given me. But I had to make my own mistakes, right? Um, so when I really started getting serious about things was back in, uh, it was probably uh, 2002. Uh, and I just remember my son came up to me. Uh, it was at Christmas time. And we had just finished eating. And I was leaning up against the counter and he poked me in the stomach and his, I think he lost his arm about into about there, you know, it was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. And he goes, get a little fat there, dad. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. So I, I got to thinking about it. Dad always said body, mind, spirit. And that was really, my body was out of whack. So it was building in that daily routine that you talk about. So I, I went down, I got a trainer I, I went to work, man, you know, and first thing was, you know, we, we took measurements and said, well, how, how much do I weigh now? What's my body fat and all of that? And then, you know, I was 235 pounds and uh, I had a 32% body fat. Mm-hmm. So I just multiplied 32% times 235 pounds. And then I pictured that much fat in a wheelbarrow and it really motivated me <laughs> to get busy and stay busy by the end of the year, I stayed with it for an entire year. By the end of the year, I was down to 12%. I was down to 190 pounds, which is a little, little heavier than I am now. But I think I probably had a little more muscle on me back then too. Um, so that was done. And I said, well, okay, what's next? And it was the spirit side. I'm like, I, I need to quench my spirit. Uh, so what could be something that I would build into a daily routine? Because remember, I did that other one for a year, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a 30-day thing. I built it in there for a year. So it became part of who I am. I work out every day, right? Even still, I do something every day, no matter what. I, even if it's just a quick two minutes before I go to bed, something's going to happen where I'm focusing on something uh, to, to keep my body in shape. Right? So, can, I apologize for interrupting you, but, but I do want to ask this because, okay, somebody out there is listening to this right now and maybe they're not exercising at all. And maybe you just have the type of personality where you can look at something and say, I'm 32% body fat. I want to be at 12. I'm going to commit for the next year to exercising and I can basically make that leap and I can do it. 
for a lot of other people and what I know about behavior formation and habit formation and everything else, that seems really daunting to say, you know what, I'm going to do this for the next year. So did you kind of ramp up into a workout routine or do you just flip the switch or what recommendations do you have for people if they're just looking to maybe target that body aspect of it? Right. Well, I think with anything, you know, we, we got to start, you know, it's crawl, walk, run, you know, yeah. and I, you know, I laid out very similar to your OPP, you know, that, that was my outcome, my long-term goal. But it was like, Hey, you know, in order to get there, I know I got to break this off into smaller chunks, you know? Yeah. And, and so I just set some targets and goals on, you know, I got to at least be in the gym five days a week out of seven, you know, uh, I've got to at least, you know, be hitting, you know, 25 days a month was what I targeted because there's weekends that I would work out and stuff too. Yep. So, you know, I, I just kind of had my, here's, here's the, the lowest uh, acceptable tolerance level. And I would be great if I could be in here every single day. Right. Here's what my nutrition needs to be while I'm doing this. You know, yeah, I'm going to blow it every once in a while, but as long as I stay the course over time, I know it's going to have this impact. Right. And the same thing happened on the spiritual side. I got into, you know, a reading program that got me through the Bible in a year, you know, and I, I just like every single day, I got to spend some time on this and just slowly work through it day by day by day. And if I missed a day, I didn't kill myself over it, you know? So what, I mean, is, is it really going to matter if I finish the process one day later or two days later in this particular thing in my life? It didn't. So I didn't put, you know, a ton of pressure on myself about, you know, if I screwed up or missed something, it was just stay the track, stay the course, make sure you're hitting your minimums and, you know, strive or, or target the, you know, the perfection and just come in somewhere in between those. Yeah. And it sounded like benchmarks were a really important thing for you. Right. Right. So one of the questions we, or one of the things we discuss offline was, uh, I mean, you can correct my language if it's wrong, but striving versus abiding. And, this is something that for a lot of people listening to this, they know that my brother is a, a Catholic priest, he's a Franciscan friar, and we've discussed kind of striving versus abiding. And sometimes one of the things that I hear people say is, is something to the effect of, you know what, I'm just going to, for lack of a better term, I'm just going to sit back and wait until I get the calling from God or like wait until God tells me what it is that he wants me to do. And, you know, maybe it's just being the type A driven person that I am. I say, okay, that's all well and good. We have to listen to the calling of God and, and where he wants us to go. But at some point you have to take that and you have to strive and you have to take actions to be able to make that happen rather than I'm just going to sit back and wait for these things to happen. So I always think that it's a very interesting discussion and I'm curious to hear kind of your thoughts, your perspective on that and how you come about it. I, I've never been a big one on quoting like chapter and verse, um, but I know my Bible, you know, from a, I, I don't, I can't tell you go to this, you know, with this book to this chapter and this verse. Right. But you know, it's, it's, in, it's in the word of God. We're, we're supposed to, to make plans. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but you know, his plans prevail. That's the thing to keep in mind. So, uh, and plus, you know, I serve a perfect God. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to, for anybody out there, if you've got a higher power, you know, I would expect that they're probably at least a much higher level of perfection than what you're able to get. Right. Absolutely. So in, in my world, it's a perfect God. Right. And so if he's a perfect God and he created me, 
I'm created perfectly to be able to fulfill my purpose that he put me on earth for. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a realization that needs to come forth and, and all of that first and foremost, I can rest in that. I think that's part of the abiding piece, you know, um, uh, abiding for us as type A's with the way we're built might be doing, 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 doing. Mm-hmm. It might be abiding because that's why we were, we were put here to do mm-hmm. is to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And there might be others that they're put here to, you know, be the, the, the other side of the pendulum, you know, the ones that are kind of waiting on things and, and being more, uh, 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 just thinking through it all very cautious and, uh, what we would call tentative and timid, but it's not, it's what their call is. It's the way they should be. So I think first off, it's know, know thyself to lead thyself. Right. So, you know, being introspective enough to understand how are you, how are you actually built? Right. And what is your personality makeup and, and how did God create you? And, you know, and, and then you can start to unlock some of those things about your purpose and call and so forth. Once that comes, I, I love your OPP process, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it really does break down, you know, um, uh, you know, how to go about systematically crushing your goals. Mm-hmm. We used it. Um, we, we, we literally used your whole process for my, my, at my last board meeting. Um, uh, cause we were trying to figure out what are the top five initiatives that are going on within the ambassadors for business and let's go through the OPP process so we can figure out how to lay out, what do we got to do to perform at this level? Right. Uh, so we, we actually have that, that outcome that we desire. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I would say it, you know, it makes sense to slowly break it down, break it down to the small parts that you can control, you know, and let God handle the rest. Right. Yeah. And for anybody out there listening or watching this, when we talk about OPP, we're not talking about the old school hip hop song by Naughty by Nature. Um, We're actually talking about the goal achievement process I used in OPP is outcome performance process. I'm sure you'll be hearing more about it in the future, but that's, that's what Bob's referring to. Right. So, and it works, you know, it helps to break it down and go through that, you know, uh, process to, to get to that, to get that outcome that you're, that you're aiming for. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, so, I love the comment that you made on that, by the way, is, is one of the big things is making sure when you get down to that last level. So it's outcome, performance, and process. The process are things that you can truly control, yeah. right? You have 100% control over whether or not they happen, yeah. right? So I can have 100% control over whether or not I go to the gym or whether or not I put that next spoon of food in my mouth, or, you know, whether I read the word of God every day, you know, get up at a certain time, go to bed at a certain time. We have control over those things, right? So break it down to that level. And, and I think you have a much better chance of actually, you know, creating the performance that you need yeah. uh, to get to the de- desired outcome. I 100% agree. If you could go back and give, the 24 year old version of Bob when I guess you were a sales manager, any piece of advice based on where you are right now, what would that advice be? And what would you say to him? You know, I've been thinking about this one for a while because I've had a couple other people ask me that same type of question. And I, I really believe that um, it would just be getting, you know, putting first things first, you know, the, the realization that, you know what, um, if I truly am, uh, so again, I, I apologize to those of you that might, might not be Christian, but 
if I truly am Christian, then I, I probably should trust God. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I ask that question to myself all the time because, you know, we run up against a lot of, of problems in this world, right? Things that we can't control. And, and it's like when these things happen that are outside of our control, do I really trust him? Do I really trust him that, that it's all going to be okay, right? Uh, and, you know, I, I know 90, 99% of the time as I was going through that part of my life, when I hit the struggles in life, I would just pile more and more on my back to get to bust through that wall. I always used to say, you know, if I can't break through the wall the first time, just give me a thicker helmet, more rocket fuel, and I'll get through it the next time. You know, just keep piling it on and I'll just keep charging against that wall until I break through. And ultimately, you know what? Through a lot of perseverance and hard work, I could achieve that and do that most of the time. But I was a mess. I was a mess because I took on way more than I should have. And because of that, then some of these other things that were manifesting inside of me, I'd blow up and all kinds of problems would ensue, right? Yeah. Uh, I'd leave this big catastrophic trail behind me. Um, uh, but hey, it was a big success, you know. No, it really wasn't. Yeah. So trust him. Yeah. Do you have any, any quotes or you can certainly say your favorite scripture, passage from the Bible if you would like to, but anything that... You live I'll by go secular. Good- I'll go secular on you on this one. It's one that I really took to heart all along. And, I, you know, despite all my problems and everything that were there, I think I did a lot of good things. I think there was a lot of positives that came out of my life as I was working my way through it. I did a lot of things right, you know, um, but I made a lot of messes too. Um, the one I liked the most was Jim Rohn, um, uh, the leadership guy, a lot, not Jim Rome from ESPN, Jim <laughs> Rohn, R-O-H-N. I, I know right. who you're talking about. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Jim Rohn. Trust me. He's oh, one of my man. favorite people. Crazy. And the quote is just work harder on yourselves than you do on your job. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. And, you know, I think God would probably tell us the same thing. You know, Hey, I, I created you perfectly to do what I create, you know, you're perfectly created to do what I want you to be able to do. Just work hard on yourself to figure out what it is and be that best version of yourself so that you can complete that task that I set forth for you, right? While you're doing it, love me, love others as you love yourself, right? So So as we close this up, if people are interested in learning a little bit more about you and what it is that you're doing and potentially getting involved, where would you like them to go to be able to do that? So we've got the full-blown web address, ambassadorsforbusiness.com, right? You can also do a bunch of other ones, but let's just focus on that one, Uh, ambassadorsforbusiness.com. If you liked a lot of the dialogue that we had here today, uh, I would encourage you to check out our podcast site, which is connectingfaithandwork.com. Okay. So connectingfaithandwork.com. Uh, you'll have, we've got over 60 podcasts that we've done on similar type of content. Scott was on there. Uh, uh, we, we, we did something uh, with his uh, brother, Jason, who had come over, right? Uh, and we, we talked through, uh, OPP was part of it. Actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it <laughs> absolutely was. So uh, just a lot of great content out there on leadership, personal development, and connecting faith and work. Okay. And for anybody listening, watching, I will put all of uh, the links for Ambassadors for Business and the podcast and everything else in the show notes. So you'll be able to find that. 
Any other last words of wisdom, parting shots that you would like to leave the audience with? Okay. Well, if we, for the next two hours, no, um, (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, there, there's something out there that I really, I think is an important message to people. And I, regardless of faith is I think busyness has overtaken our world, right? Everybody's just so busy. And from, from my faith perspective, uh, I, I look at it like, am I busy being under Satan's yoke or am I busy being under Savior's yoke? And what are the differences between those two things, right? So we talked about striving and abiding. Certainly under Satan's yoke, I'm striving, striving, striving. Under um, a Savior's yoke, I'm abiding. I'm me-centered. I'm others-centered, right? Uh, I, I'm, I'm yoked. Uh, I'm, 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 you know, out here doing it all on my own back right? Yoked with Christ out here on my own back. And I've got a bunch of criteria that go down this thing, but just think through that, that we get choices every single day. And, and that's where it gets back to this mindset and transforming your mind, which is a big part of what you talk about to your outperformers. Um, I think it's just transforming that mindset. It's not about you, you know, it's about what we can pour into the world uh, and get out there with that attitude of gratitude uh, and, and treat others as you would want to be treated yourself. Yeah, and I think that's a phenomenal capper on this episode because what I've really gotten out of this is you've said it a number of times, first things first, and you talked about body, mind, and spirit before, and and I do agree. In so many of the different groups that I speak to, it's just, I talk about clearing out the clutter, but we just have so much busyness and so much clutter in our lives that's just going on every single day that distracts us and keeps us from focusing on the things that really matter and keeping the first things first. Um, so I just really appreciate that, that perspective of yours and, and how you keep it simple because it's what it's all about, right? Yeah. As a good friend of mine says, just do the next right thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I put on social media last week. It's never the wrong time to do the right thing. There you so, go. See? All right. <laughs> well, Bob, on behalf of the entire outperforming audience, we want to greatly thank you again for, for your vulnerability and sharing your full story with us. Uh, that was really powerful. And just for all your other words of wisdom and for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Scott. And keep doing the great work that you do. Really and, appreciate you. And you as well. I appreciate <laughs> you too. You're one of the good guys. Seriously. Big uh, things ahead. Awesome. Thank you. All right. And for everybody out there. Uh, Wishing you the best of health, happiness, high performance. Have a great day. Hello, outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity, and I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. 
Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day, personally and professionally. Once again, if you'd like to access those free resources, head on over to scottwelly.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.